Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This episode is brought to you by Pedigree. If you've been looking for love at first sight, it is closer than you think. It can be found at your local shelter. So this June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome. And we are returning to our very beloved, I'm saying it because at least three or four people like it, uh, series with our happy hour sub-sub series, of course, of our watch party or viewing of Sex in the City. And it's season two, y'all. We're back to season two. And you know, Annie, I feel like the last episode that we did, the finale with Bridget, was such a big hit. We needed to keep with some guests. And doing so, we have our ever-beloved, amazing producer, Christina, joining us. Yeah! Hey, everybody. I'm here. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Uh, we are so glad that you are here. Uh, Christina is the one that makes these episodes look easy because she listens to our watch through and finds the appropriate clips. So you are amazing and we're so happy to have you. And also, I think this is going to be really fun because unless I'm wrong, you haven't seen Sex in the City, have you? No, I was going to say <laughs> editing uh, all of season one was a very interesting way to watch season one for the first time. Yeah. So yeah, uh-huh. I haven't really watched any anything else besides the episodes I've, I've sort of edited. And even so, I haven't kind of missed some visuals in, in, in that process. But yeah, I'm, I'm pretty new. I think I saw the, uh, a movie in the movie theater at one point, <laughs> but I have absolutely no recollection of it whatsoever. But I had fun that night. <laughs> that is amazing. And this is the type of things we want to do. Yes. Yeah, I'm new. I'm a newbie. You are a newbie to this. Well, before we start, because I have so many questions to ask, and then Annie's going to give an amazing uh, roundup of season one in a minute. I know she is. Uh, But before we start that, because it isn't happy hour, A, if you are drinking, please drink responsibly. Whatever you're doing, be responsible. We've said this before. B, we are not sponsored by any of the drinks that we're talking about. 
Again, put this out there. If anybody wants to sponsor one of those things, go ahead and let us know. Go ahead and let Christina know. It would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> but mm-hmm. so, Christina, as the guest, what are you sipping on today? Oh, well, um, I am showing the camera. I'm sipping on a glass of wine. It's a Cabernet, Ooh. Uh, boxed Ooh. wine, nonetheless. Yes. From Aldi. Yes. Great deal. Yes. And it tastes great. Um, and there's so much of it. Like, <laughs> It seems like never ending. It's delicious, and it looks very fancy in your thank you. Like, I do golden have, rimmed yeah. goblet here. I got the <laughs> I got these wine glasses because they reminded me of the Sopranos. Ooh, something Carmela would you drink so out fancy. Of. And it's also look how much yes. wine I have in it. It's way too much. <laughs> I love you're that ready. You watch the Sopranos and not the Sex and the City. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that says that about. That sounds about me. right. <laughs> there's nothing there's no judgment I just find it very fascinating and yeah. also yes. everybody to paint a picture Christina has a fancy light bulb so there's like a red white dichotomy going on oh yeah it's pretty good mm-hmm. she's hardcore mm-hmm. right now this is what we say <laughs> Annie what are you sipping on I'm also sipping on boxed wine mm. yeah mine is a Malbec and uh, it is also delicious. I was going to make a cocktail and then I had a panic moment because we're using a different technology than we normally use. Right. Uh, so I had to deal with that. You know, wine is a delicious like drink. So there's no need to make excuses whenever accessible. Go for it. Uh, I did decide to be fancy today <laughs> because I was like, I don't have any wine. This is what I'm going to do. And I ended up making a cocktail with fresh cherries and basil, fresh lemon, muddled all that together, added some vodka, which we have a nice vodka Ooh. from Fourth Old Fourth War Distillery here from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then I mixed it all up and added some bubbly water. Uh, and mm-hmm. I made myself a cherry lemonade. With basil today. Oh, that sounds It is so very red, good. though. So we're all like on a theme with red. It's so pretty, too. I'm very proud of us. Thank you. I added a cherry. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. One cherry. Oh, that looks beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fancy. Yeah. But yes, I am so glad to come back to this segment because, yes, I love this series. I didn't actually watch The Sopranos, and I feel bad. I feel like I need to go back to watch those, but whatever. Right now, here's what I need to know from you, Christina. Because you kind of have a gist. I'm going to give you a quick pop quiz. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. Who are the four main women we are following? Okay. Okay. Number one, <laughs> you can do obviously, this. is... I'm drawing a blank. I. This is the easiest I question. I, I should be able <laughs> to know it. Like, obviously is. <laughs> It's Carrie. I'm trying to buy time. It's Carrie, Samantha. There you go. Carrie, yes. Samantha. I should know this. Um, Would you like to buy a letter? Buy a letter. I'll buy one letter. I see her doing M. The beginning of one character's name is M. Miranda. Yes. And the last one is... Is the city in North Carolina. Raleigh. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Charlotte. I'm... Yes, there you go. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't love have gotten that. You that. just went for Raleigh. <laughs> <laughs> I no, wish it was amazing. Raleigh. If I'm being honest. Raleigh's a great name. I, do we have a name? I don't know anybody named Raleigh, but now I want that to happen. There you go. You pass. I'm not going to put you on the spot anymore. But yes, those are our four main characters, and we are back. But before we start talking about season two, Annie, can you give us a recap on what happened in season one? 
I'll do my best. Um, I have so, faith in you. Thank you. I appreciate it and need it. Uh, I so we had a lot of great conversations around all kinds of things like singlehood versus marriage, um, becoming a mother, like going to the baby showers, the female body and art, anal sex, um, consent, which is more something that we talked about watching it, farting in front of your boyfriend, um, being perfect, perhaps. Uh, And then religion and marriage and also the kind of Samantha, I always thank you for teaching me this term, defining the relationship of like having that conversation with your partner, in this case, Carrie and Big, um, of what do we want out of this relationship? Oh, we want different things. We have to break up, which is pretty much where we ended. Yes, there you go. Nice little wrap up. All the ladies are (laughs) single starting this season. All but one. I believe Samantha is still with James at this point in time. Okay. Who okay. is a blip. <laughs> so we're about to see what happens. But okay, okay nice little wrap up. Most of them, uh, yes, are single. We have a tragic breakup, and I put that in quotes, between Big and Carrie because he was not willing to go into the I love you, we're in a relationship. They were not quite in a situationship. They were a little more than that, mm-hmm. but he still didn't want to define it. And that's how it ends. And this is where we are with some really, yes, awkward scenes that I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I hate the scene. Yeah, the and, church. And Bridget knew immediately. Yes. Yeah, I remember. You were on it. You were on it. Yeah. Mm. We're back to season two with the episode titled, all right, so this is our favorite game, Christina, and I'm going to give you a chance too. So both of y'all can tell me what you think this is going to be about without reading anything, any other than the title, Take Me Out to the Ball Game, which was, by the way, Done released in 1999. How old were you, Christina? Um, it depends <laughs> were you on the month. To know? I don't want to need your age. I was going to say, were you like, <laughs> were you in high school? Were you in middle school? Yeah. Um, I was like pre-elementary school. Okay. You were- <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No, no. no boss, this is where I know. <laughs> I said high school knowing that I was about to graduate high school at I this see. point in time. <laughs> and Annie, you were in middle school? In 1999? Uh, yeah. Oh, yes. All right. So I probably would have been your daycare teacher or oh, pre- I, like, I like babysitter along this one. way. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious. So back to, so released in 1999, season two, episode one, take me out to the ball game. What do you think this episode is going to be about? Oh, this is a tricky, my knee jerk answer is it would be Carrie trying to get back into the dating game. So take me out to the ball game being like maybe she goes on a date with a guy to a baseball game or or maybe it's just a larger metaphor for her like getting back in the dating game Mm. as they call it. Okay. What do you think, Christina? All right. So the first thing that comes to my mind is some baseball tropes you see in TV. So I could see this happening where maybe one of the women uh, get hit with a baseball or catch a baseball, a foul ball, or a home run. I could also see some conversation about um, the big billboard proposals that happen in baseball. Um, I don't think any of them would be proposed to, but I could see that 
um, I don't know. It's it's a trope that is done a lot. And also just, you know, the four of them going to a baseball game and maybe being out of their element, or maybe a few of them are. And uh, I wasn't even, at first I wasn't considering a play on words uh, like you, Annie. But uh, unfortunately, I think there could be some um, talk about um, balls um, in a, you know, just knowing I the like show, this. knowing what I've seen so far, there could be yeah. some. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. Something about <laughs> balls. But you know what? I'm not going to give it away, but that's pretty good, Christina. That's pretty okay. good. Christina, you nailed it. Like, I don't you know. You very niche. Like, this is what it might be. Uh, like, you're very like, good. Like, yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, let's begin. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was booted. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh. Jean, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The odds of bumping into the one who broke your heart are incredibly high. Have y'all experienced this, like seeing your ex at the worst possible time? Yeah, I think I have. Yes. It's, <laughs> And also, I think I've seen an ex but it just was somebody somewhat similar like what just happened yes that's happened to me too i was at a, a 
a low moment and I was like, oh my God, it's my ex. And it was definitely not my ex, <laughs> but he looks like him. But you start God thinking you head. see him everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It feels like they're like a ghost that's hanging over you. Like, yeah, it I really remember is. all these times we hung out here, here, here. Oof. Ooh. takes half the total time you went out with someone to get over them. Huh. I always like a good math solution to any love problem. It's the breakup rule. You and Big only went out for a year, so that means that she's got five more months to get over him. No, you gotta cut your losses and get back in the game. When so, uh, did you ever hear that rule before? That whoever you break up with, you have half that time you were together to get over it? Has that ever been a thing you knew about? I didn't either. I haven't heard that. Well, now you know. Yeah, it's... Th- you have to obey that This is awful because if you've been with someone for 10 years, you have to take five years to get over it. I've had the experience of like, I live in Atlanta and my ex-boyfriend, I get certain things and you get certain things. And you go mm. over this way, oh. I go over this way. <laughs> yeah. And Dragon Con is a big contention point between us because I feel like that's mine. You can't come, but he disagrees with me. So Maybe he should have to wear like a mask so you can't know it's him. Oh, God. But that would be like the Disney Plus movie where you meet and then you fall in love. And <gasps> no, it's you're right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or like Scooby-Doo. Yes. yes. If I were a ball player, I'd be batting uh, whatever really bad is. Oh. <gasps> oh my god! And there's Christina, the ball. Which is why I said, look, you're getting a lot of points here, Christina. Christina, you got a ball. You are a genius. It's a trope. I mean, of course it had to you happen. Did. It had you to happen. It. In a world where leaving each other seems to be getting more and more frequent, what are the breakup rules? Whatever you do, man, don't cry. I need to know, what are the breakup rules? Do you two have breakup rules? Hmm. It feels like a divorce in a lot of ways. It's like, they're my friends, they're your friends. And we will not interact in these spaces anymore. (laughs) I will never text first ever again. Yeah. I don't contact them unless they contact me first. I guess that's my biggest rule. Yeah. I try to do that too. Like, they don't deserve my attention anymore. (laughs) Ooh. I just do it because I think they might <laughs> misinterpret my... I delete them because I don't think they should exist anymore. Oh, that's even better. Jeez. Wow, we have like a real spectrum, a continuum here. <laughs> okay, here's another question about the breakup rules. If you got invited to an ex's wedding, what would you do? Would you go? Would you bring someone else? Well, I will start off by saying I... I'm never invited to weddings, so it'd be hard to turn that down. I like. I feel like everyone's like, "Oh, I'm going to another wedding." I can't believe it. Do I just not have friends getting married? I oh. I love weddings. I, I guess it, oh. I I would go if I was invited. Maybe unless I was still sad over them. Um, I would have to bring a my own date, of course. Right. Mm. I would have to have a date, and it was according to why they were inviting me. Are we still friends? Are you being an ass? Yeah. You, why? Would, would you, like, put a lot of thought into your appearance for this wedding? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can't not. Yeah. Me too. I'll buy a new dress, damn it. Or suit. <laughs> I think I wouldn't go unless I had a good friend or somebody I could, like, lie that we were dating. Right. Oh, I'll find somebody. Yes. And here, Christina's about to get a new point. There we were. 
two single gals out on the town with our ball players. Oh, uh, he's a ball player. Oh, <laughs> literally. <laughs> oh my god, Christina, you are fantastic. Can't believe two it. single gals out on the town with our ball players. <laughs> That's what she said. And for those listening, the guy grabbed his testicles because he's tugging <laughs> at those, those boxers. Yeah, it must be hot in there or something. I can see how it could be itchy. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, uh, when the underwear is too tight and you feel like you've been like pulled together by shoestrings around your stomach oh. and you're just trying to wait for someone to release it. Yes. Oh my God. Hot Yankee Joe Stark on town with New York columnist and sex pert Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> sex pert. It's a proud day for me. Oh, honey, that dress just So this whole level of like, how soon do you take your relationship public? Mm. This is not the same thing because they're talking about the fact that she gets, you know, outed with her New York Yankee. Yeah. But just wondering, how soon do you take public? Well, as I've said before, I never did it with my ex and we dated for three years (laughs) With, with like social media. But I was I was open with other people. And we did have a big fight once because I accidentally called him my friend when I was introducing him. <laughs> that was not good. I think I it's up to the people in the relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm somebody personally who's I'm not focused on that aspect of it, but I know it's important to other people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is important for some people to feel uh recognized publicly. But I am also very private about my dating life. It's I'm more like if they send me a Facebook relationship request, I would say sure, but I'm not going to send one myself. Mm, right. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. still unofficial on my Facebook and I've been with this person <laughs> for like five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that's it. I'm out of here. All we talk about anymore is big or balls or small dicks. How does it happen that four such smart women have nothing to talk about but boyfriends? It's like seventh grade with bank accounts. What about us? What we think, we feel, we know, Christ. Does it always have to be about them? Just, you know, give me a call when you're ready to talk about something besides men for a change. Oh, this is a big part. I think I talked about this before. It's Miranda losing her mind. Because they can't talk about anything but men. She has a great point. She does. So I always love that. And, and like, at first you get really like, oh, she's being so abrasive. But I'm like, no, as an adult, you're like, yeah, eventually, <laughs> surely it gets tiring. Yeah. The coach had no choice but to bring in a pinch hitter. What's that? It's my vibrator. I thought it would be fun. Well, I think just us might be more fun. I mean, that's not a problem, is it? Oh, and now we get to go on to move on to James. Poor James and Sam. Yep. <laughs> yep. So, yeah, personal question. What is your take on sex toys or toys in uh, relationships? Real personal. It's, it's too judged, I think, you know? Just like they showed mm-hmm. right now, like, he was a little insulted that she brought it out, but, you know. I think, you know, if you discuss it beforehand, 
I think it can be a great boon <laughs> for <laughs> your sex life and your yeah. pleasure. I don't even see why men get upset over it. It's not like men vibrate. Yeah. So it's not like they're being replaced. Did you say men don't vibrate? Yeah, they don't really vibrate. <laughs> so it's, wh- wh- why are they jealous of a vibrator? I think they're threatened because they're like, oh, God. But that just means it's a supplement. And as long as you're being a communicative, right. open partner, then that's great. That's mm-hmm. a supplement. It's fantastic. Yeah. No right. need to be threatened. Oh. Yes. <laughs> also, it's yeah. It can be fun and change up a little different. Yes. You add things, spice it up, and make it a little, you know, new. Yeah. Being creative. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Oh, she cries in the middle of the kiosk. I'm really sorry. It's not you. This is. This is really embarrassing. I have puked in the middle of a kiss, so top that one. No, I don't think I'm okay. Okay. No? I need to unpack that. (laughs) (laughs) I was sick. (laughs) Did you pull away? I I threw up on his lap, yeah. Mm -hmm. It happens. I think it Mm. happens. It did. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think everyone has a a kind of embarrassing puke story. And an embarrassing kiss story. And you just did both at one. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. But to be fair, you were, it wasn't. Maybe he should have been more embarrassed than you. God, I told him I was not feeling well. Exactly. Snag a job is where America goes to hire, with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastor on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, then look no further than the Marketing School podcast hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. 
It is the number one marketing podcast in the United States and number 15 on business in the United States. And it has amazing guests such as Alex Hormozzi, Leila Hormozzi, Cody Sanchez. We pull in these amazing interviews with other people that are not only great marketers, but actual operators. And the icing on the cake is Neil and myself were also operators as well. So we share learnings from the trenches. We share secrets that we otherwise wouldn't be sharing with other people. And we also share other advantages that will help you get ahead of your competition. So, all you have to do is listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so I'm sorry, Annie. Yeah, Christina beat you on this prediction of this episode. Whether it's because she just knew how these plots go, but you know, she won. Like, she even gets the ball playing. I was like, oh, wow, she knows. And then the fact that someone's going to catch a fly ball, what? <laughs> so I would wait, say you cheated, know. but I know you're too honorable for that, Christina. I just watch a lot of TV. As well as you know? she's never watched this. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was surprised there was no billboard proposal. There, yeah, that's the one they don't have. Well, no one's getting proposed to, so that's、yeah. why we are not anywhere near that, other than seeing Sam in an unrealistic, unhappy relationship. There's no other real relationships to be seen here. But good job, Christina, knowing all of the tropes here. Thank you. I'm super surprised. They, I was really actually surprised, although, yeah, they did some、um, balls stuff, but it wasn't a lot. They just showed like、right. somebody itch it once and they, they talked about it. Well, a they broke up. Yeah. They broke up over it. I will say that okay, part.、So、that was something in that.、Like、we kind of were talking through that part. You're right. But she tried to buy him underwear、uh, oh, because she was trying was, to correct that was,、um, his ball problem. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God.、Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, This is too personal. You're trying to change me, which he's not completely wrong. She was trying to correct his behavior in a way, I guess.、Yeah. Uh, so, Christina, I need to know、um, what did you think of your first introduction? I guess second, if you watch the movie, but introduction to the series of Sex and the City. It's、uh, just what I thought it would be. I feel like I had an idea <laughs> of, I think that's why I did pretty well with the、um, predicting what would happen because. I have sort of watched all of season one with both of you. So、mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's been very、uh, an interesting way to consume this show. Sometimes I miss pieces, so I'm definitely not all the way there.、Um, right. Because I'm going to have to turn around. But yeah, I think、uh, this episode was what I thought it would be, obviously, because I did so well. <laughs> not to brag or anything. I, I think Annie did very good too. You know, right, right. Getting back into the dating game, and she did, she、um, did, she understood that yeah. part. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the breaking of the rules, but the everything else. And, and then you did say some puns, so you are right about that as well, Annie. But yeah, sorry, Christina won bragging rights on this one. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I think it's very interesting in it because there is a lot of conversation when it comes to the breakup. And how big of a deal it was for Carrie. I think this is a second, like, big relationship for her. So, this was even more significant in, in, like, trying to get over someone. And then, like, yeah, Miranda's attitude and, like, why can't we talk about anything else but men and boys? I think she was just tired of, like, centering men. 
like they do all the time. So she was like, you know what? I'm so over. And maybe it's like, if you're not dating and at this point she's not dating, she has nothing to add to the conversation. So she's just like, I'm just here. Which yeah. I, I've been there, like when people talk about uh, getting married and then they're talking about what, like, so before I bought a house, I swear to God, I try not to be this person, but like them talking about houses and you have nothing to add and you're just like, this is a very adult conversation that I have nothing to add. I don't, can we talk about something else? You know, stuff like that, I think could be a part of that, which I agree to a certain degree. Yeah. But also, yeah, feeling sorry for yourself for a certain amount of time. How long do you let that go? Especially for a friend. Like, how long do you let them wallow in misery? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And I've, I've certainly had the... Recently, I've had conversations with friends where I'm just like, I want you to be able to come to me with your, your boy problems. And that sounds so di- dismissive. And I'm not. But to me, I'm kind of like, um, I don't... I don't get it. Like, it's not a thing. And so I'm trying to be very supportive and helpful, but it is like, ah, this guy sounds like you should just leave him behind. <laughs> um, so that's that's a part of it too. I feel like it's super beneficial to just say stuff out loud, even if they don't <laughs> want a response. You know what I mean? Like if you're going through something and you just want to voice it to somebody, like a friend, Sometimes people don't even want advice, although I always want to give advice for sure. <laughs> Me too, but I think so, that's excellent advice you gave to not give advice. <laughs> yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I do have to ask, uh, what was your worst breakup? Oh, yeah, I'm getting nosy. Oh, she is. I think I have two in mind. One was in high school. It was with like my first love, first boyfriend. And it reminded me of this episode because I would go to, I lived in a small town, so like, you go to Walmart, you're going to see everyone you know. And I always would, you know, have my eyes open just to see, you know, just to see if he would be there. I would always, I was always nervous. I didn't want to like go anywhere I think he could be, or I would think I saw his car or I would see a car that was his model. And it would like, it hurt me so deeply, maybe because I was just a teenager and I was, you know, super into him. But, you know, in hindsight, it wouldn't have never worked. I don't think that was a relationship that was meant to last. Um, and then my other one was my college boyfriend, which, you know, not too, too long ago. It was bad because he broke up with me over a phone call. Because I, I moved to Atlanta at that point and he stayed in, in Pennsylvania and he knew I wasn't going to come back, but I didn't know that. I was like, I could still come back. And he wasn't, there's no chance he was going to move here. And he ended it in like, yeah, it was a few year relationship over a phone call. Not my favorite. I just felt like that was pretty dismissive. Um pretty lazy yeah but yeah those were my two sad moments oh but overall i wasn't even that sad over the college boyfriend one i was just insulted (laughs) (laughs) how how long was your like you know the recovery process it it goes on continually but how long would you say you were like uh (laughs) (laughs) i think for high school one i was definitely like uh for much longer because i was in my small town and just in high school so i didn't have much going on but College one, I was living in a whole nother state, so it was much easier to get over it. I think if I had stayed in Pennsylvania, it would be worse because he was like all like the only hobby I had was visiting him and hanging out with him and staying at his house and stuff. So um, I think that helps a lot 
but that's not always the solution is moving away or having moved away already. That's a uh, got pretty lucky there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I've had a lot of I've had a lot of breakups that have stuck with me. Probably the last one I had, I dated this guy for three years. Um, and I really thought it was going to work and I wanted it to work, but it was more because I wanted it to work because that's what society told me that should work. And so that breakup, I have kind of come to terms with, but it does haunt me in the in the sense that I'm like, this was my chance. <laughs> this was it to be a, quote, normal person and get a house and have kids and all that stuff. That was it. Like, I'm not going to... I'm not going to do that again. I'm not going to find that again. I don't necessarily want to find that again. But that was my like big, I'm going to give it a swinging shot. <laughs> We're going to do this. And uh, it definitely, as I said, the breaking up with him was a study in just the what ifs. And the memories that are everywhere that you're like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we could have been this. I remember going mm -hmm. here and we could, we talked about this. And uh, that was probably my most painful breakup, but it was more of a, it was painful in the sense that it was like recognizing this is never going to be your life, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that. I feel that too. Because if I had stayed with my, my college you know, boyfriend, I would have had to have stayed and and lived a whole different life, I wouldn't be, you know, in Atlanta. I wouldn't be working on Sweet mm -hmm. I wouldn't be on this podcast. Can you believe it? Terrible. Yeah. It is that weird when awful. there's, like, such potential. But, you know, sometimes that doesn't... The potential doesn't have to be all there is, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, at that moment in time, you're like, oh, no, everything's ending, and this is the worst place I could be, but then it's better. And you're like, oh, okay, I'm fine. I'm so glad that didn't happen because you were a mess. Uh, and that's always a backtracking. But yeah, I attach to people. If I let them in, I attach to people pretty heavily. So losing them feels like death, which is why I'm like, you can't exist anymore because I've mourned you at this point and you're done. Um, and I've only done that with like hmm, one or two people in my life uh, when it comes to relationships. And it, it like I would linger for about like six, seven months, eight months, a year, and then finally move on. But it would be a whole thing for sure, for sure. And I still feel that way. I think I've gotten less like I'm, because I'm pretty closed off and with things like that, it makes me want to be more closed off. But, you know, that's me. So we're taking a quiz because I feel like that needs to be a new segment for guests. They have to take quizzes with us. Who, based on this BuzzFeed quiz, which makes no sense to me, who are you in Sex and the City? Which girl are you? All right, I did. I took the quiz. Before I reveal my answer, I would love to hear what both of you think I would be. Oh, I'm going to go with, I bet it's going to say something like Carrie. Mm -hmm. I think it might be Samantha. Okay, it's Carrie. I got Carrie. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm a little surprised by it, but... It's not a bad character to be. Yeah, we need the description. Yeah. Uh, you're a go-getter and always up for a challenge. You like the idea of love, but you value friendship more. You feel like men are like accessories, but your friends are like shoes. Much more fun. Oh. Interesting. <laughs> I do like my friends you a lot. Me, like, 
Your friends are like shoes. I might be offended. You guys are like okay. shoes to me. <laughs> she loves shoes. She spends yeah. she spends she like a down shoes. payment's worth of money for shoes. We'll talk she about that later. Them. But Annie, who did you get? I got Samantha. <laughs> I was gonna say I bet it's Samantha, isn't it? It says you're one wild person. You love to date and have fun, but getting mm. serious is really not your style. You'd much prefer one steady group of friends over one man forever. You're great at giving advice because dot dot dot. You're so carefree. Yeah, okay. you're so carefree. You are carefree. Part of I that's feel true. like friends are above men for sure. Right, that's correct for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, y'all have a guess for mine. I thought you would be a Miranda, but you were surprised. So that makes me think you're like a Charlotte. I'm going to say Miranda. You are correct. I was a Charlotte, apparently. Uh, It says, you're incredibly pretty and intelligent. You like to stick to the rules because, well, they're there for a reason. That's true. Your biggest dream is having a family. Not true. You also have an amazing eye for design. Not true. Overall, you're loyal and loving to everyone who deserves it. That's true. Okay. It's half and half on yeah. that one. No, well, none of us have Miranda, which is shocking. <laughs> I kind of was wanting to, I wanted yeah. to be Miranda. Yeah. Don't we all? She's the new wow. generation. Like, that's the icon now. Yeah. Like, we'd see her for who she was, even though she was seen as kind of villain. Not really, but, you know, like, for a while, mm-hmm. that's the least desirable character. And I'm like, no, she was the character. Her and Samantha were the characters. That we really, really should be looking at. <laughs> uh, but yay, thank you so mm-hmm. much for coming on, Christina. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's such a special uh, episode to be on, first of a season. So I appreciate the invite and I had fun and I'll have to do it again. Yes, yes. please. And thank you for all yes. your amazing work. We get to say it, but not to your face so often. So thank you for all the amazing work you do and for, for making us sound coherent. <laughs> <laughs> thank yes. you. Thank you. Yes, I'm excited. I this was fun, and I think keep going. We could uh, we'll we should again. revisit yeah. in a future episode because uh, yeah, that was yeah. that was a good time. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, listeners, thank you so much for listening. If you would like to contact us, you can. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram at Stuff I Never Told You. Thanks as always to our super producer, Christina, who is here in the house. Yes. Thank you, Christina. Mm, you're welcome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank, who believes some things in life should be boring, like banking. Because boring is safe and responsible, level-headed and wise. All things you want your bank to be. You don't want your bank to be cool or sexy. Sexy is for 80s hair bands, not banks. That's why PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly Boring Since 1865 is a service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Incorporated. PNC Bank National Association, member FDIC. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! 
But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to level up your marketing and business knowledge, look no further than the Marketing School Podcast, hosted by Neil Patel and yours truly, Eric Sue. It is the number one marketing podcast on Apple and number 15 on business in the United States. Now, if you want to listen to interesting conversations with operators that have been there, done that, also with other interesting guests, then listen to Marketing School every weekday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.